live from the University of Salford, this is Utter Radio. You're listening to North versus South with your hosts, Joe and Akila. Hello and welcome to North versus South. Yes, the show where we look at the highs and the lows at the top and the bottom of the country. We have got a jam-packed show for you over the next half an hour. From an interview with a senior research fellow, Jonathan Webb. If you're born in a certain part of the country, you don't have the same opportunities as people born elsewhere. The further you are from London, the worse your life outcomes are going to be. To see what you, the listeners, think is the best accent in England. What's your favourite accent? Just a northern accent. Ooh, I used to hate the Scouse accent or a Geordie accent. But firstly, it's just gone one one thirty. It's time for the news with Francis. Live from the University of Salford, this is Utter Radio. News. Hello, it's Francis, and here are your Tuesday afternoon headlines. An eighth child has died from a severe strep A bacterial infection. Moreland's Primary in Hampshire said it was absolutely devastated by the loss of one of its pupils. Headteacher Alison Syred Paul said, We are absolutely devastated by the loss of one of our young pupils and offer our sincere and heartfelt condolences to the child's family at this extremely sad time. We ask that the privacy of the family is respected. With rising cases in Strep A, Dr Colin Brown, Deputy Director at the UK Health and Security Agency, assures people not to be alarmed. So no, parents shouldn't be panicking. We see group A streptococcal infections every year. Uh, there's a large number of them that will get better on their own or with antibiotics. The vast majority uh, will not develop into invasive group A streptococcal infections. But for those that do, we're asking parents to be on the lookout for warning signs and to seek medical advice where necessary. Prince William announced the winners of the Earthshot Prize on Friday at an award ceremony in Boston in the US. It's my hope the Earthshot legacy will continue to grow, helping our communities and our planet to thrive. The annual awards were created by the Prince of Wales to fund projects that aim to save the planet. The winners included Kenya's Makuru Clean Stoves, a female-founded business with mostly female staff and Revive Our Oceans Australia. The indigenous women of the Great Barrier Reef were chosen for a program that has trained over 60 women in both traditional and digital ocean conservation methods. Each winner will receive one million pounds to develop their innovation. And UK figures reveal that there is an evident north-south divide in train reliability. New figures released show the true level of disruption suffered by passengers as they include cancellations made by 10pm the night before, which are not counted in government statistics. This loophole allows train operators to greatly diminish the true level of disruption commuters face. Figures show that 20% of TransPennine Express trains were cancelled in November, compared with 2.3% on one commuter line in and out of London, and 4.5% on the London Overground. And with extra rail strikes over the Christmas period, we wanted to see how the disruption affected commuters. All of the time, without fail, they're delayed, whether it's by two minutes or 20. The amount of extra money that you got to spend and like time wasted waiting for a train is crazy. They hinder your life when you're trying to get on with things. So just getting into town, having my friends come and visit me, they're either stopping you from doing that or making you late. And whilst I appreciate what they're trying to do, it's affecting me and affecting just normal people too much. Public transport links tend to be 
better down south, I think, which I don't like to say as a northerner, but I don't see why it can't be the same as somewhere like Germany, where they all arrive on time and stuff. Unfortunately, it does affect most of the general public, uh, especially up north. Um, you know, not much funding gets put into stuff up here because uh, the south is clearly the bigger priority. They're not very... They're not hugely reliable. Um, I work at the Trafford Centre, so to actually get to my shifts on time, I'm having to leave a lot earlier than when I'm needed into work. The amount that, like, delayed by a ridiculous amount of time. Trains going places like Manchester Airport, which you'd think is where people need to be in, in, a, in plenty of time, just get cancelled or delayed. And then they say, oh, yeah, you can get your money back if it's delayed by a certain amount of time, but they make it right pain in the ass to get it back. Um, I completely back a lot of the strikes that are going on because I completely get why they're doing it, you know, they're underpaid, they're overworked, it's just not very fair. So whilst I appreciate that the Manchester transport links are a lot better than most cities, I think they can definitely still be improved. And in the World Cup, England will take on holders France in a mouth-watering World Cup quarter-final after beating Senegal 3-0 in the last 16 on Sunday. France are the reigning world champions, beating Croatia 4-2 in the 2018 final in Russia. They are ranked fourth in the world, one place above England. France also have Kylian Mbappe in their attack, who leads the race for the Golden Boot with five goals so far, two more than any other player. Morocco will play Spain and Portugal face Switzerland later on tonight. Well, that's all from me. I'll be back later on for some more news. Now back to Joe and Akila. Time is now 1.35, and that was Francis with Tuesday's headlines. North versus South. Now, let's get into the big question of today's show. How different really is the North compared to the South? And if there is a divide, is it getting bigger? Uh, to delve more into this idea, we spoke to Senior Research Fellow at IPPR, Jonathan Webb. My name is Jonathan Webb and my research focuses on the causes and consequences of the UK's regional divides. Amazing. So talk to us about the idea of the North versus South divide. Do you think it exists in your opinion? Is it real? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, you can look at the data across a range of measures, whether it's things like healthy life expectancy, average incomes, uh, the state of public transport, public transport investment in particular. And on all those measures, um, you see the north of England come out significantly worse than London and in particular London and the southeast. Is it the whole of north? Or is it specifically northwest, northeast? Is there a difference there? So you do generally see that there's, in the same way that, you know, London is as a whole, uh, generally more wealthy than other regions in the UK. That's not to say there aren't significant pockets of deprivation in, in London. And, you know, the north of England is a similar story. You have pockets of affluence, but you also have pockets of deprivation too. But I think what makes the north-south divide unique and what makes the north particularly worse off is not only are these kind of inequalities widespread, so, you know, we can say across the board that even middle-income households in the north are going to be worse off than middle-income households in London and the southeast, but also how enduring that north-south divide is as well. And it's been that way for, you know, centuries. It's not a recent phenomenon. It's very much something that is hardwired into our political system. Where do you think the biggest divides lie? When you start to understand where power lies and where decisions are made, you start to understand the north-south divide a bit better. So. Yes, it is about incomes and, you know, lower incomes, you know, on average in the north of England. But fundamentally, the reason we have these inequalities is because power is essentially hoarded in Westminster, 
our argument would be simple that you you develop economic policy for example that tends to prioritize london and the southeast simply because you don't have people based in the north of england in those rooms making those decisions and telling people you know you need to consider what's happening in this particular place in the north of england so that fundamentally is is the crux of the problem absolutely yeah so you were involved in a report produced by ippr north that found that the north south divide is growing so tell us a bit more about this and what way is it growing what's the difference We've definitely seen it growing in recent years, and I think the pandemic has also been part of a catalyst to this, but we see it growing in, in a number of, of key ways. You see it, first of all, growing when it comes to investment. You see yeah. that investment gaps between uh, the south of England, in particular, again, London and the southeast and the north of England, continue to grow, so it's getting worse in that sense, but also on a range of other key measures. So things like healthy life expectancy, what you would hope over time is that actually the gap goes down but what we're seeing in in the case of the north south divide is that that's getting significantly worse not better what do you think will happen if it keeps growing means that if you're born in a certain part of the country you don't have the same opportunities as people born elsewhere the further you are from london the worse your life outcomes are going to be that was really interesting hearing what jonathan somebody who actually specializes in the north south divide thinks about it but we've had so many people texting in throughout that who just don't agree. Yes, uh, Hannah from Surrey was so passionate about it that we've actually managed to get her on the line. Hannah, are you there? Hiya, yeah, um, I've been listening and I don't think what Jonathan said was 100% correct. Tell us why. Why don't you agree with it, Hannah? Um, I respect what he was saying, um, talking about the political divide and transport and stuff like that. But he ended it with the further you are from London, the worse you're off you're going to be yeah and i moved from london to manchester personally and i think it was the best decision so so what you're saying is you don't believe that there's like a divide growing well actually i actually think it might have gotten smaller okay especially over the past few years with covid and all the bad things in the world i think the country's actually come together a little bit i agree with what you're saying Anna, but do you not think that there's a divide you know it's always been there and especially what's happening with the cost of living crisis at the moment and the whole situation with the government yeah yeah i understand that but it's been affecting the north and like charities and stuff helping each other and food banks coming together I'm a southerner who now lives in the north and I'm not noticing anything wrong up here. It is a good point. I just I just personally don't see it declining. I don't see it getting smaller. I think there's just so many differences. And from what Jonathan was saying as well, it definitely sounds like the northerners are worse off to me. Well, th- there's not that many differences. I, I agree. I guarantee that we will see a decline, actually. I'm definitely going to stay up here in the north and I don't believe it's worth off worse off at all well hannah i really hope you're right right so um thanks we really appreciate your call thank you thank you right joe please can we play the quiz now to lift the mood up a little bit oh you want to play the quiz now i do i want to play the quiz now joe okay let's play the quiz where you guess if the name of this rude place is real or fake and if it's in the north or south or not game game play that jingle The quiz where you guess if the name of this root place is real or fake or not, and if it's in the north or south or not, game, game. Okay, let me just explain the rules of this game. So, me and Akila have lists of named places which we don't know if are real or fake or not. You get a point for guessing if it's real or not, and you get another point for guessing if it's in the north or the south of England. Let's play. Akila, let's get into it. Will you do the honours of going first, please? Of course I will, Joe. So, the first place name is. 
Lickamore. 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 Is it real or is it fake? <sighs> I'm going to say it sounds real, but I feel like you're quite clever and you could have come up with it. So I'm going to say it's fake. I mean, I appreciate the confidence, yeah. but it is actually real. No. Stop it. Okay, so I, I can salvage a point here. We're guessing if it's you in can. the north or south. Lickamore. I'm going to say it's in the south. Wrong again. No. <laughs> it's actually in Northumberland, so very north. No. <laughs> no points on that round. Okay. You'll go now. Okay. Donkey Town. Donkey Town. Donkey Town. Donkey Town. Is it real? I, it has to be fake. It has to be fake. Unfortunately for you, Akila, Donkey Town is real. No. <laughs> there is no way. Right, is it in the north or south though? I'm gonna say Donkey Town. I'm gonna go with north. It's in the south. Oh my We're god. so bad at this. Okay, so it's currently nil nil. nil. Okay. Right, G give me Joe. another one. Laycock. Laycock, okay. I'm gonna say that Laycock is real. It is. It yes! Is. We've got a point. We've got a point. But okay. Joe, is it in the north or is it in the south? I'm going to say it's in the south. Oh, you're right again. Yes, no. two points. No, it is in fact in Wiltshire. Is and it? it's spelled L-A-C-O-C-K. So wow. a lot of people call it Lecoq. Okay. Right, Akila, your next one. Toe Naily. Toe-naily. Toe-naily. Is this two separate words? No, one word. Toe-naily. Toe right, okay, that changes the game. I'm going to say real then. Toe-naily is fake. No! I've made up, up toe-naily. Oh my gosh, I've so. not even got a single point. <laughs> oh no. Well, well, you can't guess it. I can't even so. get another point now. No, you can't, so. That is bad, right, that is back bad. To me, I could go, I could get four points here. I really hope not. Even though you've won anyway. Right, final one, Joe. Little Winker. Little Winker? Again, it sounds so real. So I'm going to say it's real. I've made it up. No! I've made it up. <laughs> okay, so this is to draw with me if you get both of these correct. Okay. Right, oh, right, okay. Wide open. Why? Wide open. Wide open. I'm going to say it's real because I really hope it is. Wide Yay! open. It is a real is place. It? Yes. Now, to draw level with me, is it in the north or is it in the south? Right. I really want this point. Wide open. I'm going to say it's south. Okay, though. You've got it wrong. It's in no, the north. No, celebrate. Wide open is just north of Newcastle, unfortunately oh, for you. So no. you got it wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That is rough. Yeah. That is rough. Well, right. That well, was, that, that was, was all the questions. I, and I lost terribly. And I've won terrifically. So that, that was really good. Yeah, very educational. Yes, definitely. Really <laughs> educational in <laughs> my opinion. geography lesson. Yes. <laughs> South. Right, well, it's time to get a little bit clever than that. <laughs> we will sp we asked a question as to how much does psychology play a part in the North-South divide? Yes, are all these opinions just caused by enforced stereotypes or what we know? I, I spoke to Kirsty Williams with a Master's in Psychology. 
Today I'm joined by Kirsty Williams who has a Masters in Psychology. Thanks for joining me today. No problem. So what's your opinion on this North-South divide? Well, actually, there's been a lot of tests and research on this concept. It comes with a sense of patriotism, where you're born and where you're brought up. You have an instant love and get familiar with the stereotypes, like with food that might be considered a staple of the North or South. Okay, and is there any truth to the stereotypes or is it something, you know, that's just kind of been created? Well, stereotypes don't always need to be seen as a negative thing. You'll find some people's psychological characteristics are passed down through genes, so it might not be about the area, but how they were brought up. Although these little quirks, for example, having gravy on everything, is probably something that people of the North have grown up with. Okay, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, so has there been any studies about this? I know of studies at the University of Cambridge. It's called a five trait study, and it enables us to have an idea on what areas inhabit what characteristics. And what are these five characteristics? Kindness, happiness, success, manners, and sociability. As you can guess, the northern areas rank higher with happiness, kindness, and sociability, whereas the southern areas claim that success and manner side. So obviously um, there are different the north and the south. This is this is what we've been talking about. But is there you know any areas that share similarities? There is a psychological element that feeds into where you live. People from well-known big cities such as Manchester, London, Cambridge, or Glasgow are said to be the home of the creatively minded. And there's an argument to say that this is created by a big city mindset. So is the way we act subconscious or does each person that grows up have to decide, you know, if they're aligned with their northern or southernness? It's hard to say and it all depends on the environment each people grew up in and whether or not they have been exposed to a certain level of patriotism. Although all the stereotypes may not be true, you'll definitely find that there are heavy psychological differences between the north and south, but they're not as different as the stereotypes make out, in my opinion. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Kirsty. No problem. So what we've done over the past week is we've put some polls on our social media and we're going to share the results to see what you guys think. Yeah, I have to say, a lot of the results were quite surprising as well. Mm. So the first one is probably the biggest argument in my family as well. What belongs on chips? And gravy took the win with 65% of the vote. And the other 35% went to ketchup for being better on chips. That's criminal. I don't believe that. What? Ke ketchup. I prefer ketchup. Oh, gravy. I prefer ketchup gravy. to gravy. No way. Gravy. Okay, our second one, okay, this is quite a big one. Who are the better musicians, Coldplay or o Oasis? Oh, that could be tough. Two big fans. Really? You think it's tough? Well, I said maybe. <laughs> You'll be surprised that the votes, it's 70% uh, to 30% in favour of Oasis. Wow, okay, it isn't that surprising. <laughs> but I thought it would be tighter, though. Yeah. Anyway, the third vote was... Who is the better comedian, Michael McIntyre or Peter Kay? Peter Kay, surely. Well, it was close, but Michael won with 55% of the vote. Ah, uh, people clearly do not have a good sense of humour. <laughs> people don't know comedy. Okay, uh, next one. Uh, who has the better weather? Surely that's not a debate. It's not a surely debate. not. The, surely the not. southerners have taken it 90% <laughs> compared to 10% of the rainy, rainy north. Of course they did. Well, finally... The biggest question of them all, who has got the better food, North 
or south? It's got to be south. What? South? Wait, what? South 100% has the better food. No, north. North, surely. I think north and north have um, won as well. So clearly the public agree with me and what, rightly so. What are the votes? 67% to north and 33% to the south. Wow, okay. Well, listen, I knew food was always going to be something that comes up. You know, both the north and the south have very good food options. I do give you that. Yeah. So did you say you prefer the south? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm prefer the summer food so much. I think I've just, really? I've got a very sweet tooth, so I think it's more, it suits me more. No, I can't, I can't agree with that at all. The North has to take the win for food. Go on then. What is your favourite meal? Oh, big question. It's gotta be, it's gotta be a roast dinner. Yeah, a warm Sunday roast with honey glazed vegetables swimming in a rich gravy oozing out your Yorkshire pudding whilst the meat is just a succulent glue that brings it all back together. The spuds are the subtle absorber of the gravy that turns into small balls of potato heaven. Oh, I can literally taste it now. Wait, what is that red stuff? Is that jam? Oh, a delightful afternoon tea. Some of the finest Earl Grey with seeded jam to be the counterpartner to the Clyde cream. Spreading it generously on the scone to create that sweet taste sensation. Fancy something a bit more savoury? How about a finger sandwich with a side of pate? What I would give to have that now. Guys, you, do you know we're alive? Go to the ads, quick! I found out my wife had been cheating on me. Luckily I found Dad's worry, so she had to keep the kids and the ugly boss. I was happily married for two months until I found out that my husband had blown away all of our shared earnings. All I had to do for Dad was a few favours, and he got me away from that fool. Oh, wait. That's right, folks of the North. So whether you've been having a cheeky fling with your secretary, and your crazy wife's demanding the house, or your silly husband is refusing to pay for your fourth set of Botox you so obviously need, I'm the guy for you, folks. Don't worry. Divorce lawyer for you. And get rid of that old bag now. This is not a completely legal business with many acts of wrongdoing and unlawful behaviour being incurred without any experience with this lawyer. All in the name of justice, I'm making a few bar bars screwing some people over. Dan is currently being charged himself for causes he would prefer not to say, but he's a nice guy really. Please do not read the terms and conditions at any time while in business with Mr. Tuare. T's and C's apply. Every day, Southerners living in the North are living a tough ordeal. Just walking down the city centre, uncouth Northern voices bombard the streets scaring the southerners into hiding. Here at Southern Souls, we want to protect their precious little hearts. Just pledging a small donation of £5,000 allows us to provide essential equipment such as noise-cancelling headphones to listen exclusively to Tchaikovsky's waltz without interruption, and a refined range of the finest English literature for the most vulnerable of southerners. Your donations have already helped hundreds of Southerners escape the housing market price hikes. To give just £5,000, text SNOB to 82269. Together, we can make the North a sophisticated society, just like the South. Thank you. North versus South. Right, well, I feel like we owe you a little bit of an apology there. Got a little bit sidetracked. Yeah, not really sure what came over us. Uh, <laughs> but let's change the subject now. Um, a massive difference, obviously, is the accents between the North and the South. Oh, completely. So we spoke to the people on the street of what they thought was their favourite accent in England. What's your favourite accent? Geordie. 
My favourite accent is the Welsh. And your least? Probably Geordie. What's your favourite accent? Australian. And your least? Uh, Scouse. Birmingham. What's your worst accent? <laughs> Quite partial to a bit of Welsh. And your worst accent? Oof, Glaswegian. What's your favourite accent? Scouse. Irish. Maru, I can cook like Christmas dinner. And what's your worst accent? It cut me. What's your favourite accent? Just a northern accent. Ooh, I used to hate Scouse accent or Geordie accent. Scouse. And like, especially like when I'm dead angry or something. Can you do an accent? No. G'day, mate. <laughs> Favourite accent, gotta be Australian. Just dead nice to hear, aren't they? I like Scottish. And what's your worst accent? Hosh. Southern. Like, hoity-toity accent. Can't stand them. I'd like to think I can do Welsh, but I can't. Well, you see, it was like this, and I fell down the steps. I, mean, I don't know who's falling down the stairs there, but it's quite clear that people are really torn over a Geordie accent. But it's unfortunate they're both from southern areas, Joe, isn't it? Why? What are you thinking? Well, I was going to ask you if you could do a northern accent. I, I, how do you even attempt a northern accent? <laughs> Give it accent? a go. Give it a go. Yuri, yeah, no, oh, this is <laughs> horrific. Uh, awful. Hello, my dark nice to. All right, our kid. No, I can't do one. <laughs> I can't do one. Well, lucky for you, and to be honest, everyone listening at home as well. For the sake of our ears, we managed to speak to Ronnie Leake, who is a voiceover artist and quite an accent expert. I mean, the first thing you need to do, I think, as a voiceover, is identify what your sound is. Um, so I do, I do lots of caring things. I also have flat vowels, so I say things like last and fast and whatever. But when I'm working, if it's not in the Northwest, because you see on the script where it's going out, if it's going to be not in the Northwest, you tend to say last and fast, and you just have to, you do that automatically, because I've been doing it for so long. Uh, it can sound awkward, some people doing that, but I've just got into that groove with it, you know, so... Uh, but yeah, I think my own Liverpool accent, because I quite like that. You know, I can just be like really cool and really slow and whatever, you know, I sound a bit like that and do different tones to it. Um, so that would be my favourite, I think, yeah. Um, I have a good, some others, I'd like, like to do some, some sort of Newcastle sound, but I wouldn't do too much of that, you know what I mean? If it's just an odd line, I'll throw it in there. Um, and we'd, we'd do like Cockney, you know, all this sort of sound as well, you know, this sort of... Uh, Talking like a cheeky Cockney lad, you know, and uh, things like that. Karachi, this place is filthy. Oh, he's gone home for Christmas. Bah, humbug. As I say, I write plays, and I write plays with, like, many characters in, with very few actors in it. So the actors have to be versatile. So, and I'm surprised at how many people can't... Because I'm writing it, I know I want different voices and different sounds, you know, so... Um, I'd have somebody talking like this one second and then and then they'd be talking like that next minute, you know, and it'd be really, and it'd be all like this, you know, the voices will change all the time and things, and I'd be a different character. And um, it would just be daft. And then, uh, but people can't, I don't realise that people 
aren't, I, I know some people I work with and they just can't do that. But I think I've just got like a, I'm not saying they're spot on, but I do like to play around with voices, you know, with, with the sound. I don't know what actually happens, um, but I do know that some people can't do it because I've discovered that with the things I've written. I think Northern um, people and the Northern voice always sounds warm and more believable, you know, friendlier. That's probably the word, isn't it? You know, I do find that the accent as it goes through from the north, it goes up into up through Yorkshire and up to Newcastle and the slight men into Scotland. And um, yeah, I find it fascinating the way the voice just gradually changes, you know, from North Yorkshire into Geordie. But yeah, I think I, I do like the north. I mean, I think the south generally, I mean, this is my personal opinion. I mean, we, we used to live in Dorset and they're just not really as friendly and you know they're just a bit more guarded unless they know you whereas in the north people seem to be all right love you all right love everything's you know what i mean because i mean we work for companies all around you know um you've got companies well they're everywhere and they we work for all of them and so we know if, if we work for a company in london we know the voice is generally going to be a bit more pr prp so sorry and um and then you work with Yorkshire ones, a bloke we work for in Yorkshire, so you know it's going to be a bit loose and you can have a flattened vowels and stuff like that. A lot of them use me for, for my Liverpool sound, so I just switched that on, and um, which is always comfortable. It's like just getting into slippers, that, because I can just do it, you know. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It is, it's interesting. Okay, now I've got tips, I can perfect my accent. I mean, I think it's going to take a little bit more than yeah, that, Joe. Yeah, give me a couple of years and I'll be able to do it. <laughs> well, to make sure it doesn't happen ever again, for everybody's sake, I think we should just end the show there, to be honest. Thank you for joining us today <laughs> on this segment of North versus South. Join us next Tuesday in the same time and place. For now, goodbye. Bye-bye. You're listening to North versus South. With your hosts, Joe and Akilah.